Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive-thru and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, <laughs> babe, just a few. <laughs> All right, I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. <laughs> the smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks. Only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side, got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side, looking just so good. Mm -mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. Ba -ba -ba. I participate in McDonald's. This is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 What's really good, Potsterers? Welcome to another edition of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik, and I'm here with Vero, Becky, and Antonio, a.k.a. MTV Bananas, a.k.a. Bananas Defender. What's really okay. good, y'all? I like that intro. Say, yeah, say all my names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you're the only one that get a full introduction. The rest of us yeah. do not. No, because you want to know why my fans want to hear all my names. That's why yeah, my fans funny. love me, so they want to hear everything. Oh Some my god! My Stop with your fans. <laughs> Somebody you, pop his ego. I, the funny thing is, you're Bananas number one fan, and you're your own number one fan. <laughs> so, like, how does that work? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question, man. I'll have my I'll have my fans answer that question. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Play the ego a little bit. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into the episode. Kicking off, so Bear wants to fuck Nani. Let's talk about it. Up until this point, we haven't seen much of Bear in Georgia, but we do know that they are, in fact, the item. Another unfortunate victim of the all-encompassing uh, Paulie Carver-Kyle love triangle. We find the bad boy Bear outside trying to bang Nani. Watching over Bear trying to slide into Nani's panties like a ginger hawk is Wes, who sets the sights on Bear and breaking up the UK alliance. Now, Nani isn't interested in Bear romantically at all, but let me ask you. Does Bear have any game, and is uh, West's decision to start picking off the UK the best choice for his game? I mean, Bear does have game, it looks like, because if he's able to get a girl left and right, I mean, he has to do he's doing something right. And West is doing his choice to start taking away the UK alliance. Is the, it is best for the game, well, best for his game, because the UK alliance is the strongest one in the house right now. Like, you don't, you don't see any of them, like, fighting against each other really at all. So the UK is winning the game right now, and Wes is trying to break it up. Just smart. Vera, what do you think about Wes's move? I think Wes is making the right choice right now. He has to go after the big alliance, and there's no other way to do it and no better time to do it. Becky? No, I agree. Uh, the alliance is big. It's strong. They are definitely sticking together. So he's very smart to start going after them and picking them apart. But I don't think Bear has very good game, though, to be honest. I think he's just funny. So I don't know if Bear has game more to the point where he's funny. Uh, he's got good comedy chops, which, of course, does work well with ladies. But I think it's too much. He's overdoing it. So you can't go full. You can't go full crazy. You have to have the right happy medium. Well, in your opinion, is Bear a... Um... I'm trying to think of the scientific term. Is Bear a piece of shit? <laughs> I don't know him well enough to know if he's a piece of shit yet. He's He kind of goes there and then he comes back. It kind of depends. Fair enough. Let me ask you a question. On the scale of one to cow, how bad is he? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big scale. Uh, I, I would give him a quarry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. 
So let's look at first who crushed the challenge. So Nani looked great, bringing in five tires. Theo also pulled out eight, Bear seven. Kara, Leroy, and Ash, they disappointed. They only did three. Yeah, it was very underwhelming. I called it a few episodes. Ashley has popcorn muscles. I wasn't wrong. Mm. He looked like he was doing so well, too. He was really getting through it pretty quickly. But, you know, in the end, kind of fell apart. Steroids only last for so long. So, Paulie, Kyle, Hunter, and Wes crushes it, and they definitely reach the end. This episode, there was uh, there's some pretty hard flops. Ninja, who everybody thought would kill it, flops immediately. Shailene, who everyone thought would flop immediately, in fact, flops immediately. Both Amanda and Josh flop with zero tires, and those two are just mastering the art of being ineffective and staying in the basement in terms of power, politics, and performance. Those two have to step it up. They're going to make it further in this game. Uh, you know, skating by only works for so long. Now, other people participated in this challenge, but they didn't make any noise, so it's not even worth mentioning. Uh, the guys who was able to bring it out was uh, Hunter in Georgia, Wes and D, and Cal and Maddie made it into the tribunal for the first time, and they actually beat Carver and Theo by only 19 seconds. Now, moving on to nominations. Uh, it was definitely another exciting challenge, um, definitely visually appealing. The monster truck pulling the tires throughout the desert. Uh, it was definitely another dope thing to watch. Um, the challenge has definitely been killing it with one of those. Uh, what grade would you go ahead and give the challenge? Bananas, let's start with you. I would give it, like, I don't know, seven, I would say, just because I feel like I did like the physical aspect to it, but I feel like that's all it was. I feel like it was a straight, you know, um, climb the tires and that's it I mean don't get me wrong it looked tough as hell but I mean if, when you're sitting on your couch watching it it's not really an interesting um, you know type of challenge you want to see so that's why I'm giving it a 7 so you think the challenge um, um, was actually tougher than it looked oh easily I mean you try um, holding onto a tire for that long especially when um, you have a car going too so it's, it is tough I mean Vero what did you think of today's challenge um, I would give it an 8 out of 10. I thought that it was pretty interesting to watch visually, unlike Bananas thought. But um, I would have liked more detail, again, you know, like just to see um, how fast the truck was going, if the girls had any, like, differentiating competition than the guys did, or vice versa. So I would just, just those minor details is what gets me. So 8 out of 10. Becky. Um, with the amount of face planting that went on and just the amount of dust that must have gotten in these people's lungs, Jesus, uh, I'm going to give it a solid eight. I like the, the physicality. It showed endurance, upper body strength. You know, basically you had to have really good balance because you're having to go from tire to tire, maintain your balance and imagine just the burning, like I really hope they had enough padding because, good God, I can only imagine. I think you guys are actually underselling the challenge a little bit. Uh, I thought it definitely looked great. I I think it definitely looked as grueling as they portrayed it. I definitely feel you, Vero, on that. We would like to see some stats. Uh, show how fast the truck was going um, and, and show the comparison of how fast the truck was going and how many tires it was completing. I think the lack of stats for the viewers is definitely hurting the challenge a little bit. And this is not a good time for that because they've definitely been killing it and um, bringing their A game. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because I think it was definitely great. I think it looked great. I think it looked as hard as they was portraying it. You know, as long as they keep bringing challenge, uh, daily challenges like this, I think it puts the franchise in a very good position. All right, so heading into nominations, we have Kyle puts Paulie's name in right away. No questions asked. West goes for Bear, and he's going straight for the UK Alliance. Hunter goes for Josh and Amanda just because he didn't want to piss anyone off. Meanwhile, he does piss Josh off. You know, in order to convince Georgia to go against Bear, I mean, West dropped a big bomb on Georgia saying how Bear liked Nani better than Georgia, and Georgia was really upset by that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be upsetting. Um, Georgia looks like she's pretty invested in the Bear. Um, West definitely dropped the bomb. I think it definitely helps him out in his agenda. But let me ask you guys a question. I mean, at the sake of George's feelings, fair or foul, do you guys think that West's bomb was out of line? Vero, what's your take on it? 
I think it's foul. I think that she seemed more embarrassed than upset initially. And I just think that, you know, he could have done it in private if he wanted more of an impact because she would have reacted, I think, better because she was in front of multiple people. She didn't take it very well. I think she was more embarrassed. I mean, I agree and disagree. I feel like, yeah, Wes should have done it, should have done it in private. He needed Hunter and Georgia to vote against Bear right away. So, I mean, she he had to make a game move right then and there. He couldn't wait another 15 minutes till, until they were done. I mean, and also, what's really foul in the challenge house? I mean, yeah, it was messed up. Do I like what he said? No. But, I mean, he did what he did to improve his game. And we've seen challenge competitors do this all the time. I mean, no one really gets trashed for it until I mean, people look at it as a game aspect. So, that's how I take it. Absolutely. Becky, what's your take on Wes's move? So, as a game move, I can see what he's trying to do. He's showing everybody in the room what a piece of garbage Bear is. So, I can understand why he did it in front of everybody because he that's the kind of person Wes is. He's like, let me tell everybody in the room how bad this is so that it might not just turn Georgia, but everybody else in the room against him. As a person, it's something that I in a normal situation, definitely shouldn't have been done that way, in my opinion. But I can see why he did it, and it was very strategic. It was very Wes. I think you guys made a lot of good points. Uh, this has been a game move that's been done before. Most recently, we definitely seen Pauly pull this off when he went in and told Brad about Britney's actions in the Redemption House. Um, I'm going to go with Fair on this one, mainly because, like I said, it's been a move that's been pulled off before. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of cold that Georgia was hurt in all of this. If she actually listened to the advice, it wasn't bad advice. Even if, even if it did come from a bad place, well, Wes is pretty much playing her to advance his game. I mean, all's fair in love, war, and challenges, right? All is fair in love, war, challenges. Facts, B. <laughs> <laughs> right. Slide that in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. No doubt. So after nominations, Day runs into um, Georgia. She sees that she is distraught from, you know, what she heard from Wes. So she immediately snitches on Wes, and she runs to Bear. Day is starting to get really infuriated by her having to put out Bear's fires constantly over and over again. Georgia confronts Bear, and Bear goes to try to settle it down. And Bear says some, um, you know, pretty disgusting things like... uh, Lying is the best policy and always deny anytime these things come across, which really only drills in the bit that, you know, Bear isn't a good guy. But luckily for him, Georgia ignores all those all those red flags and continues to stand by his side, which brings us to the interrogations, which is always some of my favorite parts of this show. So interrogations begin. So Kyle's practically dancing with excitement at the fact that he put Polly in. Seems like Polly doesn't care. Polly is ready. Polly pretty much figured that this was going to happen anyway. So he's having fun just poking him back and basically showing that he doesn't care. That was one of my favorite scenes because uh, a little bit of the nastiness um, was taken out of it. And I think that was very much due in the fact uh, of, of the little headbutt incident that happened the episode before. But I really liked it. You know, there's kind of laughing it off. It's just like, hey. I know you're coming for me. You know I'm coming for you, and let's go ahead and do it. And I really liked it because I felt like they really displayed, um, you know, that it was about the competitiveness about it, and it took a lot of the nastiness out of it. I'm a big fan of good sportsmanship, and I feel like this was a really good example of, of it. I agree. I completely agree that, honestly, Polly has always shown that he's ready. He's not really concerned about what people think. So I think this just fits within his normal character, how he reacts. He's like, if you're going to send me in, send me in. I really don't care. Yeah, definitely facts. Paulie about that shit. Uh, yeah. Always bound to fight. <laughs> he's always ready. He's like, I want to, he's like, I want to pick everybody off. I'm good. Even if I have to do it myself. That's kind of what Polly's mentality is. In comes Josh. And of course, at this point, I think they're over it. They're like, we're in here all the time. This is ridiculous. Josh definitely has put his uh, hand out and said, I, I'm pissed. I don't like the fact that you guys keep calling us in here. And I think it's bogus. Though their reasons for calling them out, Hunter's and George's, are very valid. 
why piss someone else off when you've already said a name? Just continue to say the same name. And that's opinion. a fact. Yo, that's a fact. That's a good game move. If you ain't got to piss off um, extra members of the UK alliance, this is going to be the way to go. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a smart move uh, on their part. And continuing to, to push that narrative is the best way for them at this point, especially if they're trying to lay under the radar. So finally, in comes Bear Devon. Bear is already up in arms, ready to start fighting Wes. He confronts him, and he just calls him a dirty, nasty person for trying to get... I believe the actual term is, you dirty, stinking rat. Oh, come on, my acting's better than that. You go, go ahead, dirty, you... stinking rat. You dirty, stinky rat. None oh. of us have good British accents, but... No, I'm terrible. <laughs> I think mine was the best. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely confronts him, lets him know that he doesn't appreciate the fact that he tried to call him out to Georgia and that he feels upset, quote unquote, that he hurt Georgia in the process. He just basically, basically. So he does all the talking. Davon just kind of stands there. I think Davon's over it. And I think Davon's upset that Wes stepped in to try and manipulate people to oust their team. So I think Davon was ready for him to go off and was excited for it. Well, I was really impressed by the fact that Davon, you know, kind of stood by and backed him up. You know, Bear came in, you know, he came in uh, guns blazing. Uh, definitely let Wes and D know exactly where uh, where he stood with them. And she stood by him. She was like, is that it? All right, let's go. Uh, I think she knew that it was a good chance that she might be thrown into elimination and realized that arguing her point wasn't going to do her any good. Bears her partner, and she's kind of stuck with him. And, you know, you just got to see it through. Well, that, and they probably don't want other people to see that they're dysfunctional if they start fighting. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think everybody already knows they're dysfunctional. Also true. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. You know, uh, rookies, couples, dysfunctional people, those are always the guys that get targeted first to get off the show. They're drawing more attention to themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. So after the interrogations, uh, we find ourselves having a club night. So Cam finds herself a new boo. Let's talk about it. So the challengers all head out to a club night after nominations. Um, in his interviews, Leroy tells us that he and Cam had some kind of agreement before coming into the house. Now, Cam lets us know that Leroy has made it clear that he does not want to be in a relationship with her and she is single and ready to mingle. Her and Theo has been getting close throughout the season, and tonight it definitely comes ahead. At the club, Leroy approaches Cam and tells her that he wants things to go back to the way things were and that he loves her. Um, it becomes, I mean, as soon as, as, soon as he said that, uh, Cam's face uh, really gave her away. Um, Cam doesn't want to say I love you back, and almost immediately she walks over and jams her tongue down Theo's British throat. <laughs> now we all see now we don't see the club blowout that was in the trailers uh pretty much where Leroy comes up to Cam and just like why are you kissing him there's not a whole lot of information out on this um Johnny alluded uh in another show's interview that Cam may have cheated on him or may have stepped out on him or you know I'm, I'm not 100% sure but let me ask you guys a question from what we've been able to see do you guys think Leroy dropped the ball with Cam, or is Cam actually in the wrong? I think Cam's in the wrong in this one, just Ooh. because. I mean, I'm just spacing on how I see it and what I've heard. So based on what happened on um, Johnny said on Challenge Mania that uh, after um, they filmed Vendettas, Cam and Leroy were a thing, and Cam ended up. You know, they weren't official official. But, you know, they both had, like, serious talk and stuff like that. And they just didn't want to put a label on it. And Cam ended up getting hooking, hooking up with someone else. So then, fast forward to now, um, going into this season, Cam and Leroy, were, they were pretty cool. They both had mutual respect for each other. And then at the club, you know, Cam went up to Theo and they hooked up. But the thing is, though, why I think she's wrong is that... Like, I had... If Leroy didn't go up to her and say, like, don't do it now or stuff like that, then... Okay, Cam's more than welcome to. Especially if they have the mutual respect for each other and, like, someone says, yeah, look, we're close. I really feel uncomfortable you doing doing this in front of me. Like, I'm all for you doing it, like, 
in the house or, you know, maybe in a different room, but if we're all surrounded in the, in the club together and I'm seeing it, it's going to trigger me. But, it's a tough situation, uh, but I feel like if Cam respected Leroy, then she wouldn't have done it in front of his face. Like she, like she said she did in the beginning of the season when they first met. Again. Yeah, but, but Cam is a single woman. She doesn't owe Leroy anything. If, if Leroy didn't want her talking to other guys, maybe Leroy should have stepped up to the plate and gave her the attention and gave her the title that she wanted, and but maybe then, this wouldn't have happened. But then say that at the beginning of the season. Don't just go and just don't say, Leroy, yeah, we're not going to do anything. Don't worry about it. And then, you know, four or five, four weeks later, you're hooking up with someone else. Who's Leroy? Leroy ain't nobody. That's not her man. That's not her dad. He can't tell her who she can talk to or who she can flirt with, who she can make out with. Well, That's I not see fair. This, the way I see it, let's just say if you were seriously talking to someone, you know, you know, they didn't want to put a label on it and then they go out and they unfortunately hook up with someone, would you be hurt or would you be like, oh, okay, we weren't official. It is what it is. I would well, be it like, is what it, is. it is what it is. We ain't official. Um, yeah, I'm definitely... like he didn't want to put a label on it. He didn't want to date her because he didn't want to. He didn't want no, to have not... that happen. So that was on him. Cam has openly stated in her interviews that she wanted more. He did not. So he can't come back around and act like the victim in this case because in the end he dropped the ball. He's the one that let Cam go. So if you're going to let a woman go, let her do what she wants and don't act like you can be upset about it afterwards. That's just yeah. my opinion as a woman. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. You're not my boyfriend. You didn't want to be my boyfriend. Remember? Now all of a sudden you want to get involved? Get out of here. But do you know the reason why Leroy didn't, didn't want to make it official? I, I don't uh, know anything about it. All I know no, is what... I, I want to know why. I've heard Enlighten that... Me. I've heard that. Um, <laughs> I've heard Tell that us. the reason. <laughs> Tell us. Spill the tea. Spill Come the on. tea. Brew the stew. Spill the lava. I right, can you stop? Hurry now? up! Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right. Because so I can tell I you what forgot, I heard too. I forgot where I heard this from exactly, but I heard the main reason why he didn't. I think it was from. I think Kara said it actually. That Leroy didn't want to be in a full-on committed relationship because he was scared of. Of cheating, is that what you heard? Yeah, that's not a that's not a valid reason. Yeah, that's not a valid reason for him to tell her she can't go out and see another yeah. guy. I can't be faithful to you and wife you up because there's a good chance I'm gonna fuck somebody else. That's... Yeah, but she did behind his back though. I heard it's not like she came and said, "Yeah, okay, I'm doing this." She did it behind his back, and that's that's where he, you know, that's that's why he like was it's upset. Not... But it's not really behind his back because that's not a boyfriend. Exactly. He didn't wipe that up. But when you're talking to someone seriously, I mean, that's the but way they, I But feel. they're not talking. Nope. They're just friends. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm, I'm sorry. I got to be Team Cam on this one. She can do what she wants. She's single. Single as a dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all in all, their problem is they're in the modern day dating where no one wants to put a title or a commitment on things. Sucks. That's on Leroy. And Cam is allowed to do what Cam wants to do. Should she maybe had a little bit more tact? I mean, that just depends on what she believes is pot. Like what she believes is like reasonable in a situation. I can't say that I would do it, but I can't fault her for she's, Beautiful. I would do that shit. I'd do that shit. Well, look at her. She's beautiful. <laughs> I do that shit every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Have you seen Cam? You don't wipe yes. that up? Listen, listen. You wipe that up and poke holes in the condom. I'm not trying to hear that shit. <laughs> oh you didn't want to wipe up? Yeah, come on. <laughs> not. It's on him. It's on him. Theo is doing what he didn't want to do. I got to beat Team Cam on this one. She's, exactly. She, she's a single woman. He didn't want to wipe her up. What is she supposed to do? Wait for him? All right, so we'll just simply say we'll agree to disagree. Fuck we got, we got no, a no. hell of a lot more to talk about. Seventy-five percent of this podcast says you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like five percent of Twitter calls me stupid. 
<laughs> Sorry to agree. <laughs> All right. So, so after the whole club thing, um, you know, immediately after she jammed her tongue down Theo's mouth, so Nani comes over to a Leroy. She's talking to him. They do have a close relationship. She tells him that Cam is just politicking. This is all pretend. And this is for the game. So Cam hasn't been on for that many seasons, but I don't know. Politicking really doesn't seem like her thing. Uh, in your guys' opinion, does Nani know what the fuck she's talking about? Or is she full of shit? I mean, you don't know what happens until after the season. I think Nani... In for certain people, she would be correct because there are people out there who do politic, such as Ashley, uh, who openly politic uh, to try and get further in the game. But people like Cam, who I mean, if she wanted to politic, she wouldn't be going for Leroy last season that she was on. Just in the interest of, uh, of being non biased, uh, cover politics too. <sighs> Not openly. <laughs> no. Oh, hiding your politic and doesn't make it much better. And she has done it openly. And here's the thing. I just think that people Wait. are sexually promiscuous. I don't think that they politic. Like, do they really look at someone? They're like, oh, I'm going to fuck him to get further in the game. Like, no. Yes. Yes, we do. Really? Kyle. Kyle <laughs> politicked. With yes, Kara to get to the final, not the other direction. No, yeah, but Ashley, politic with. I don't think so. She politics with Tom. That is not politicking because Tom isn't going to do nothing for her on Bloodline. But she was, admitted that. But I'm saying like the other ones that people are just like, oh, she's politicking. She's politicking. It's like, what? Okay, okay, sure. Now, now, just what to be is, clear, what is but, he going to do for her on Bloodlines? He wasn't winning anything either. Alliance. Well, it was actually alliance is one person not to vote for you. Now, let me be clear. I have nothing against Paula Dickin. By all means, do what you gotta do. But Paula Dickin is Paula Dickin is a factor and 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 voting it is a factor on this show. It has become and has come into play on multiple occasions. Um, even though in this case, I don't think I don't. I don't really think Paula Dickin is really what Cam was doing. She's not really known for it. It doesn't really seem like her style. I think Nani was incorrect in associating Polly Dickin with Cam. But she after was trying the to make it feel better. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I think she was just trying to make Leroy feel better. Like it's not serious. He's he's just something that she's using to get further in the game. I think that that's what Nani's uh, focus was: is to try and get Leroy in the right headspace. I definitely feel you in that. So you don't feel like Nani was taking a dig at Cam. You think it was more about comforting Leroy. I'm not saying that she didn't take a dig at Cam. I'm just saying <laughs> that she used that to try and make him feel better. So I'm not saying anything about what Nani's intentions were. I think she wants to protect her friend. And she is a very good friend for Leroy, and I I just honestly feel like she just wanted to try and calm him down before he lost it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, that's a pretty good point. I didn't even think of it that way. And if that's the case, that actually makes Nani a uh, a really good friend, especially knowing that even if it's not true, that this might just put um, his mind at ease. Which definitely wasn't the case when, uh, you know, when it went back to the house. Because it definitely spilled over, and it definitely blew up once it got to the house. I think Leroy felt that Cam was moving too fast, moving on with somebody else. And he definitely still had feelings. Uh, he he admitted it as such. Um, I feel like with that big blowout at the house, that I felt like Cam handled it really well and very maturely. Um, she takes no joy in seeing Leroy being jealous and hurt. And I really think that speaks to her, um, to her character. Uh, we most definitely stand, you know, a queen that looks out for other men's feelings. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, and during this whole thing, it was really cool because uh, Shailene made an appearance commenting on the uh, on the Leroy and Cam situation, which Ooh. is really good. Uh, Shailene, huh? she, she seems to be a member of this uh, of this season, teamed up with Leroy. Her name is Shailene Wait, from Big Brother Canada. 
I don't oh, wait. Wait, hold on a second. All right, hey, uh, let's pause the show real quick and let's all go Google her real quick to get a little oh, information. Okay. <laughs> I believe she's Bachelor Canada. Just no, there. is it Bachelor? No, I thought it was Big Brother Canada. No, Bachelor. Wait, she's bachelor. Wait, from England. She's wait, from no, 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 wait, no, 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 Yep. Yeah, you know, she I'm, was the first one out, Bachelor Canada. Wait, hold on, time out. Because I was joking about Google, but I think we should definitely do that shit. Wait, no. I honestly thought she was from the UK. No. I honestly <laughs> thought she was from... No, I'm pretty sure it's Big Brother. No. It's a Bachelor Canada. Hold on. I'm as a contestant... Hey, hey, as a contestant on the Bachelor Canada, Shailene may not have found love, but she certainly found drama. Alright, well, all seriousness, though, Shailene has got talked about more in this two minutes than she did all season. That's facts. But she's also apparently really, really sweet. So, oh yeah, you're right. It is a bachelor camera. I was like, hello. I I thought she came from Majority Shore or something. I'm not gonna lie. I've been all up in this drama that's been going on with them. So, I know exactly what she's from. She was the first one out, Bachelor Canada. Well, good for Shailene. Big shout out, Shailene. Hopefully, I think we'll be seeing a lot of her uh, in the near future. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an asshole. (laughs) You're so mean. (laughs) I'm trying to be diplomatic. All right. Um, So... I mean, after this big whole blowout between Cam and Leroy, uh, Leroy appeared on Twitter uh, after the episode, and he he seemed really disappointed. Um, he feels like he got a bad edit. He feels like MTV didn't really show how things went down. Things were shown out of order. Um, now, normally, a lot of people rely on, uh, oh, I got a bad edit. But I definitely noticed that once things spilled out to the house, uh, d- specifically with his interviews and stuff, they did seem out of place. They did seem heavily edited. Uh, I don't know what context that they was edited out of, but just from what we was able to see, uh, do you guys feel like Leroy got a bad edit? Clearly. Well, because if you've seen the trailer, I mean, you see like a whole clip that's not in this episode. I mean, I feel like we can get into more of that clip itself. I mean, we could probably see why Leroy like lashes out and... I mean, you always have to pr- provide like a story on why someone lashes out. You can't just um, you can't just have like a mini two second clip like, oh look, he's jumping out and you know starting a fight. You have to give like some background detail into it. Now I definitely agree with you because uh, the behavior that Leroy exhibited it seems a little bit out of character of how he gets down. I mean, you see him um, telling Cam that like he loves her. And, like, five seconds later, he wants to fight Theo. Like, come on. Like, where's the in-between? Like, what, what happened? Yeah, I think the challenge guys could be a little bit more efficient when it comes to the editing. I mean, when it comes to this, we just really don't know um, how bad it may be when it comes to editing. Because a lot of people are going to complain about the editing. And it did seem like a lot of people, uh, a lot of cast members on Twitter did stand up to defend Leroy. Even though Cam didn't. And I believe that's mainly because... This edit does benefit Cam, which is a good sign because I think we'll be seeing a lot of her in the years to come. I mean, yeah, even Leroy called Cam out on Twitter too because Cam was like promoting how, like, what happened during the episode. And Leroy's like, nah, nah, Cam, like, let's be real. You know what actually happened. Stop bullshitting around. No, nah, no doubt. I can't knock her promoting uh, something that makes her look good. So, you know, as the oh, way yeah, the game goes. Yeah. I mean, basically, she just said, let you need to know your worth and he took it as a jab i honestly think he might have he's just really mad at the editing which i can get it does look like things are out of sequence people have openly stated that the editing is off on this particular item but i don't know i just think that he he took it away too seriously against cam which hence why cam just didn't respond in my opinion well, if you think about it, though, I mean, Leroy is here defending himself, and like he needs Cam in like in order to speak up, just so like people can believe him. Because if he just keeps defending himself, people are like, oh, is it really happening, or is he just trying to save face? At least if Cam speaks up and says, you know what, Lee, yeah, you're right, this is what actually happened, it gives um, Leroy, you know, the the confirmation of like, yeah, like look how they edited it wrong and stuff like that. Now, I definitely feel you because, um, you know, stepping up can definitely change the game a lot. Um, one of my favorite movie directors is uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, I've been a huge fan of Kevin Smith from Jump. He does um, 
you know, he did Clerks, Clerks 2, Dogma, More Rats. Um, you know, he wrote comic books for uh, Daredevil and Batman. Um, but, you know, he was a really good movie writer. And he's known for using um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, especially when they were young, before they, uh, you know, the stars that they were today. One of the big things is um, Ben Affleck did this movie called Good Will Hunting. And, you know, it, it blew up. It was really great. Ended up winning an Academy Award. And some of the people came out and, and you know, they said, like, oh, you know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck didn't really write this movie. It had to be Kevin Smith. And, you know, Kevin Smith actually took it upon himself to make sure he stepped up and said, hey, I didn't write this movie. You know, this was all them. And, you know, that really changed the game for them. And they ended up winning an Academy Award off of it, too. So, I mean, that that's big shit. And I think that's just a, a a good case to put that sometimes stepping up and doing the right thing and putting yourself out there before you're forced to can definitely help out the other party. But it didn't seem like Cam was interested in that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a place to be right and wrong, and then there's a place to like to stand up for you. And there's a place where you can stand up for your friends. So it's like what we've known, Leroy and Cam have mutual respect. So, I mean, if they still have it, as the episode was airing, I mean, Cam should have. But, I mean, by the looks of it, I guess that's gone in the wind, so. You know what? I definitely think that uh, silence can speak volumes. Okay, so next we see the killing floor, where we finally get to see who's going to actually compete in the elimination. Maddie and Kyle both vote for Polly and Ninja. Georgia votes for Josh and Amanda. Hunter makes the split decision, and he goes for Baron Devon. And Wes and D go for Baron Davon as well. Yes, they they're definitely sticking to um, um, they're definitely sticking to their votes. Uh, I think it was really good to see Hunter go out of his way to get out Baron Day, uh, which helps out Wes. Um, you know he gives up on his vendetta. I know he's been trying to get Amanda out, but he definitely bites the bullet on this one to get Wes what he wants because it'll probably benefit him in the long run. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this whole thing is um. When 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 um Day and Bear goes down and they're deliberating on who to send in, so Day definitely sings to Bear like "Let me talk to you, partner," which is definitely one of my favorite um most favorite parts of that whole thing. Uh, they're deliberating back and forth. Bear suggests Leroy and Shailene. Uh, Devon lets us know that you know Leroy would never say her name, but she's going to go ahead and betray that. So, so much for black unity on that one. Um, they come to <laughs> they come to their decision, and Bear Day decides to call out Leroy and Shailene. In uh, your guys' opinion, um, what you guys think? You think? Hold on. In your guys' opinion, do you guys think that Bear and Shailene was the right choice for them? I mean, who else are they gonna call out? I mean, um, I mean and then you, said Bear, you said Bear and Shailene, by the way. Mm. Let's run that back. So, so much for Black Unity. So when it's all said and done, Baron Devon decides to call out Leroy and Shailene. Um, do you guys think that that this choice was going to be best for them? Hey, I'm sorry. Gonna... You, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. What did you guys think about the choice to call out Leroy and Shailene in this elimination? I mean, who else are they going to vote in? Josh and Amanda? I, I mean, mean, but aren't Day and Amanda close? And aren't Day and Josh close? They're both big brother um, alliances. So, I mean, why would they go against their own alliance? Bear isn't part of that alliance. But Devon is. Right, but outside of maybe Pauly, big brother isn't exactly holding shit down. It's better than nothing. I mean, Leroy and Shailene, who's, there's no alliance between them. So, I mean, it's clearly a better move. Yeah, well, fact, outside of Kyle, there's not much of a support system. Yeah, well, Bear, just so you know, Bear is, even though he was on Celebrity Big Brother, is always going to be more on the UK side, oh, no matter what, in my opinion. I thought they were going to vote for Jenna and Gus. Wait, hold on, time out. Bear's from Big Brother UK? Yes. Bear's done a couple of seasons of Big Brother UK, yeah. Wait, but his celeb was where, US or UK? Yeah, Celebrity Big Brother, I think, yeah. Was that oh, US, so... though? Wait, no. but I, I, okay. I thought, wait, I thought Bear was Jody Shore. No. No, no Bear's not Theo. That's Theo, I think. No, Theo is a Olympic track uh, guy. He's from Love Island. Oh, that's what it is. What the fuck oh. is Love Island? 
Well, we're about to find out. They're getting an American version out here. I think it's um, uh, couples go there and they see if their relationship's going to work. They have like. Oh, isn't that Temptation Island? Is that X on the Beach? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking reality shit. TV. God damn it. Holy shit, man. I'm looking him up. Celebrity yeah. Big Brother. I think we are the. Mo- <laughs> Fuck, fuck the challenges most dangerous podcast. We're the challenges most Google podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta say Google shit. <laughs> Where is he from? Yeah, it's he's on Celebrity Big Brother, 18 series. Did he I'm win? Uh, he was the winner. Wow, he did win. Wait, damn, uh, air one. Yeah, he was on. Oh, he's from X on the Beach. And Celebrity Big Brother. So the elimination is called Sandbag Burn. The whole elimination starts off with 40 sandbags at Alice. They trade off each other back and forth through a sled. I mean, throughout the whole elimination, you see Leroy really tugging the sled, doing, doing his best effort. And Barrett and Yvonne are really holding up, too. And then you have Shailene, who was putting in a poor effort, as Dee said. And throughout the whole entire time, it was like really, really close, you know. The outcome of the elimination happened by Devon and Bear winning by just two bags. And then you have Bear being a child, and, and Leroy calls him out for being a poor sport. Then you have Wes yelling at Bear, saying he would have killed him in this. And then Leroy was just upset about him losing, because, you know, he hasn't had really much luck li- lately on the challenge. You know, I was really feeling the uh, the soundtrack during the elimination. They did, um, they had somebody named um, M-I-L-C-K. I think it may be called Milk. I'm not 100% sure. But they did a cover of Take Me to Church, which, which I thought was really, really dope. I thought it was a great soundtrack for the elimination. Uh, what did you guys, I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you guys rate this elimination? I give it a 5. Really? The reason why I give it a 5 is because it was close. Other than that, it was just, like, stupid and boring. I mean... So, so, all right, so in your opinion, a close elimination makes it boring? Well, that's why I give it a 5. I mean, wouldn't a close elimination make it more exciting? I mean, but it wasn't really exciting to watch, though. I mean, they didn't really go into it. They just... The elimination itself was, what, like, 30 seconds a minute long? Besides commercials? We didn't really see much. I mean, I... The reason why I'm more of a fan of, like, actual, physical, head-to-head on eliminations. That's why. I feel like this one, yeah, it was physical, in a way, but, like... It, I, I just wasn't interested. They're just pulling a sled. I mean, if honestly, if it wasn't close, I would have gave it a one. I mean, they definitely got to switch it up every once in a while. I think, uh, I think an endurance elimination, you know, it got to be good every once in a while. You can't keep things the same all the time. Oh, I, I totally agree. I'm just saying this elimination itself, they could have done something different. Fucking bullshit. Everything can't be a hall brawl. I mean, I'll be nice, but I mean, they could have done other different elimination, um, endurance eliminations for this one. There's been so many in the past, they could have just tweaked one a little bit. I mean, it's not really that hard. You know, you're the definition of a bitter juror. Vera, what do you make of this elimination? I actually also didn't like it. I would also give it a 5 out of 10. Woohoo! Um, but for different reasons than you. I just didn't like how it was kind of boring. Um, and I didn't like how they were constantly showing Shailene struggling. And then she really wasn't that far behind, you know? Like No, she was like, doing well. Yeah, but I, that's why I didn't like it, because I felt like they really discredited her. And um, they just kept showing her struggling. People on Twitter saying, oh, she's only dragging one bag. You know, all these things. But she really, in reality, was not that far behind. All right. So, Becky, what did you make of this elimination? Uh, I mean... Overall, I I wasn't a big fan of it. I, it was really like just watching it. You're like, girls, do you lift like at all? <laughs> like, come on. I know those sandbags are heavy. You know, that's probably a good 20 pounds. But come on, you can't drag more than one bag. Like, okay. But the whole situation was it was boring uh, I got tired watching them. I, I'm sure it was very tiring. And Jesus Christ. Ladies, this is a note to you. If you're going to come onto a challenge, lift weights. Do something. Because, yeah, that's that's not a good look for anybody. 
Well, I think you guys are giving them a bad rap. Um, okay, so visually, it wasn't the greatest challenge, but I, I could definitely appreciate the the endurance that it took. And it definitely looked difficult. I mean, I, I'm telling you, probably after like 10 of those bags, you know, it probably started weighing on them pretty heavy. Uh, I, I wouldn't give it a 5 out of 10. I'd probably give it closer to uh, maybe a 6, maybe 7 out of 10. Um, it. You're gonna give it a six and trash me for giving it a five? Are you kidding me? What what a six implies that was more good than bad, and actually I'm more leaning more towards a seven. It was close. It was very equalizing, and it did take a lot of heart. Um, from from what we heard about Pauly, um, you know, Shailene definitely put in the effort, uh, despite what D what what Dia said, and we're getting into that later on. But you know. I'm I'm comfortable at giving it a seven out of ten. Visually, it wasn't the greatest, but it definitely was a hard one, and it's definitely one that anybody could have won. So at this point, we like to do um, the fifthmajorsports.com major power rankings done by Tyler Louder. Make sure you guys follow him at Daily Jorder, and let's go ahead and jump right into these power rankings. At number one, we have Paulie and Ninja. At number two, we have Wes and D. Number three, Nani and Turbo. At number four, we have Cara and Theo. And at number five, we have Kyle and Maddie. All right, guys, what do we make of this top five? Vero. Okay, so for the top five, I really don't have a problem with it necessarily, but Polly and Ninja, I don't know if they were really deserving of being number one, just because Ninja kind of flopped a little bit. But other flopped. than that, <laughs> yeah she did but yeah I don't know if they're number one worthy but the other rest of the top five is good alright Becky what do you make of this top five I I agree with Vero as much as I like the team of Polly and Ninja they didn't perform but I think that their overall resume is what's keeping them at the number one spot but I think that they should have at least dropped to two uh, because of the fact that she did so poorly um, love Ninja, but you know, it happens. Everybody has a bad day. I do like the rest of the team lineups. The D and Wes uh, make sense. Nani and Turbo. Even Turbo and Nani probably should have been knocked down a little bit as well because of the fact that they didn't do very well in this event either. So I could see them being knocked down a little bit further. But overall, I do think it's a solid top five. If you just look at overall resumes and not of this particular elimination. Bananas, what do you make of uh, the fifthmajorsports.com power rankings? Man, I like the top five. There's definitely some adjustments I would make. Uh, I don't think Paulie and Ninja would be number one just because of their performance. I would probably give one to Wes and D. Um, Nani and Turbo, Cara and Theo, I wouldn't put them in the top five. I would replace them with Hunter and Georgia and Devon and Bear. Because, like, as I said last, in last week's episode, I feel like the top five should be the three daily winners and whoever wins the elimination should at least be in consideration for at least a top five, top six. I mean, Devon and Bear at number eight, I feel like that's a little low, especially since they won. And Cam and Ashley, I mean, didn't really do much in the challenge itself either. So that's why I would give Devon and Bear a little push and maybe give Nani and Turbo the bigger knock between Nani between them and Car and Theo. Most deaf, most deaf. You know, usually when this top five comes out, um, I usually I usually stick pretty close to them. But this is probably the power ranking that I have the most problems with. I uh, love Paulie and Ninja, but having them at number one um, while not winning this daily, I think is completely ridiculous. I think number one got to go with Wes and D. Um, Nani and Turbo, you can go ahead and push them down. Because even though they had a pretty solid turnout, it definitely wasn't good enough. Hunter and Georgia at number six, that's completely ridiculous. Hunter was, uh, you know, Hunter won the daily and he was in a tribunal. You have to move him up. Uh, same thing with Carl and Theo. Uh, at number four, they're probably pretty safe. But if they went down a spot or two, wouldn't be really too mad. And Kyle and Maddie uh, actually won this one, so they should be moved up. Uh, I think there's a lot of changes that could be made. I think this power ranking is uh is taking into account uh some previous work. 
which I'm not really against, but for this week, I think may have been a mistake. So that's really where I stand on the uh, on the top five from the fifthmajorsports.com power rank. I uh, want big shout out to those guys. Those guys always do a good job. Make sure you guys visit the fifthmajorsport.com. Check out the content they got. Make sure you guys follow at Daily Jordan. Uh, he's the guy who puts up all these power rankings. Always does a great job every week. Now to round out the rest of the uh, now to round out the the last five, which definitely lets you guys know how much time we got left. Uh, at number six, we got Hunter in Georgia. Number seven, Cam and Ashley. I'm pretty sure they could definitely be moved down. At number eight, Davon and Bear. They could definitely go up a spot or two. At number nine, Jenna and Gus, which are, uh, I, I hate to say this again for Jenna, but the definition of, of a layup, that's the kind of team you want in the final because you know they're going to come in last. At number 10, we have Amanda and Josh. Those guys have been sucking ass all season, skating by. They're really going to need to step it up or they're going to be gone soon. And at number 11, eliminated, we have Leroy and Shailene. Um, I don't think Shailene really got a fair shake. Um, they didn't really show her much. She may be too nice. I really wish we got to see a little bit more of her to make a, a more fair judgment. And Leroy, love the guy to death. Um, he is probably one of the most loved, probably one of the most beloved people in the challenge. But it has been 10 years. He's overdue to win one of these. I'm going to need Leroy to definitely step it up if he's ever going to win one of these. And that does it for our power rankings this episode. Now on to our next topic. It's our Pinstripe Empire episode MVP brought to you by the Pinstripe Empire. You can catch them on Twitter at Pinstripe Empire and go to the website at PinstripeEmpireNY.com. So Malik, go Yankees! Fuck the Yankees. Go so Yankees! Boy. <laughs> so, Becky... Who's your Pinship Empire episode MVP? Okay, so my MVPs, I got to give it to Wes for being the mastermind that he is for trying to go after the biggest alliance in the house. He stepped it up, of course, because that's what Wes does. And uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm proud. I'm excited to see what he has in store. A little bit sad to see that his uh, master plan didn't make it through, but I think we have more fun coming from Bear and Davon, so I'm kind of excited to see what they do uh, next. Uh, so my MVP for the females has to go to Davon for pulling out this win and looking, try and doing her best. She really did put all of her heart and her soul into this elimination and you could see it you could see how much she wants it and i am really excited uh to see how much more she has in her and to see if she's going to start pulling off some wins in the dailies hopefully sometime soon uh, and of course dragging bear along you know by his by his nose <laughs> i like it i like it vero Who's your Pinstrip Empire episode MVP? For this week, I also chose Wes for males. Um, I, even though I don't agree with how he handles himself and his plans, um, he definitely pulled it off and got Bear into the elimination. Unfortunately, you know, Bear winning was completely out of Wes's hands, but he did the work to get him there. So I would say that job well done. And for females, I'm also going to go with Davon. Um, she's holding it together week by week, making sure her and her partner, they don't show people that they're dysfunctional, even though we could all see it, but they don't fight. She doesn't fight with him, which I appreciate. Um, and, you know, this was a great win for her, especially because they were voted in and they wanted them to go home. So I'm excited for her to get the win, and I hope that she can get her partner to get to behave eventually. I like it. Um, Malik, who's our Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? So for my Pinstripe Empire episode MVP uh, for the ladies, I think it's very easy to give it to uh, to Davon. She kept Bear in check. Uh, she performed well during the daily. Uh, I think you really got to give it to her. Um, she really killed it. It's it's hard to find another female to give it to uh, for this episode. Now for this one, I think I definitely want to. I think for the males, I'm going to give it to Kyle. Uh, Kyle worked really hard to win this one. He killed the daily. 
he was able to get himself into the tribunal and and keep himself safe. I th- I think that this is the cow that I think this is prime cow. So it, it's good to see him uh, come out of his pretty much lackey role or pretty much asshole role that he's had for the past two seasons and actually perform up to snuff and start making moves that benefits him. So I'm going to give it to Kyle. I'm going to give it to Dave Vaughn. And those are my pinstripe empire MVP award for this episode. Pretty valid, pretty valid. All right. So for me, I'm going to follow everyone else because it's really tough. I was trying to think of another female besides Dave Vaughn. But I really couldn't. So I'm going to give my female pinstripe Empire episode MVP to Devon. And now for the males, not every MVP is always a winner. Throw it back to 1971, Dallas Cowboys. Chuck Halley won MVP and he lost. So I'm going to give it to Leroy because I like the way he handled himself. I like the way he set up for himself. I like the way he tried talking to Cam, tried to mellow things out. And I think he was the best player in this elimination. I feel like he outperformed everyone else. If he had a better partner, he easily wins this. Give him any other girl in this cast during that elimination, he wins hands down easily. That's why I give my Pinstripe Empire episode MVP to Leroy. No one gives a fuck. I give a fuck. (laughs) The Giants traded Odell. No one cares. Bro, the Giants suck, man. Just got Le'Veon Bell. Who's your team again? The Jets. They haven't won a Super Bowl since 1968. Fuck the Jets. Who's your quarterback? Eli Manning. Two Super Bowls. You're proud of that? Yeah, I'm proud of that. Two Super Bowls. Beat Tom Brady twice. The fuck the Jets do? We beat the Colts. We were the first AFC team to win the championship. I mean, that's yeah, pretty historic. Super Bowl in 56 years. <laughs> Fuck your team. I mean, look at my promise. Quit your promise. I mean, the Jets have good rookies. They have great weapons to surround Sam Darnold, who the Giants have. They just signed Golden Tate, who's 30. He's going to suck. You're running back at Saquon Barkley, but, no, but you have no O-line. We're <laughs> drafting Guys, guys. Focus. No one cares. Hey, Can we uh, focus? I'm sorry. Real quick. What's uh <laughs> Okay guys, moving on to the Twitter beef section. My favorite. One of the main things is Carver Maria went on to Challenge Mania today and she definitely spilled some tea. So one of the outbursts that came from it is um after Challenge Mania, uh Marie felt the need to share more screenshots of her private conversation with others. Uh, the screenshot show Marie checking in on Cara and, and Cara's rants on, on the Pauly scandal. Uh, also showing her confronting her about the role that the Petty Squad played and shading her from the beginning, stemming from Danielle's sad IG post. I mean, between these two, I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of people still like Marie, okay? And, you know, people still like Cara, even though she gets a lot of hate. Uh, what do you guys make of this uh, back and forth between Marie's receipts and Carver's accusations. I just wouldn't text Marie anymore. If I had something confidential to tell her, I'll just call her. I mean, seriously, it's like, duh, at this point. I, I like Marie, but, like, sending screenshots, like, come on. Like, I didn't speak up about, I didn't really speak up about it on Twitter just because I wanted, like, you know, a drama-free day today. But, like, ugh, I just, it's not the first time she's done it, too. So, I'm like, honestly, I'm not shocked anymore. I just hope, like, she's like, learns, like, not to share private stuff. I mean, the situation is, is the screenshots didn't show anything that Kara hasn't openly stated. She said the same information on the podcast that Danielle, um, about Danielle, about what she said about the Petty Squad, all that stuff she said on the podcast. So she's really just validating everything that Kara already openly stated that she said. I honestly see they're both hurt and for different reasons and it's it's affecting them in different ways. Kara decides to block and just not discuss anything with her and Marie decides to release text messages and I don't know in the end they're both wrong in, in a lot of ways but you shouldn't be releasing text messages at all. It's wrong to do. And 
I can't. I just I can't really defend what she's done. Uh, and it's very aggravating for me to have to see this happening over and over again. But it is what it is, and that's how Marie decides to handle it. Like I don't get it though. Marie, like she sent out screenshots before, and she got a lot of hate for it. Like I would, I would have thought, make all right, she would have learned not to send any more screenshots on Twitter. Just embarrassing. Why even post screenshots like that? She, that's always her through her go to like thing too. Oh, let me post the screenshots. <laughs> like, why do you do this? I don't know. It's, it's her thing. She likes doing it. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely feel you. I I think it definitely makes her look untrustworthy. She gained a lot of currency and being team with Kara. Uh, I was not a big Marie fan, uh, even since uh, St. Thomas. Wasn't a big fan. Um, She definitely turned the corner with me. And I don't want to sound like, you know, somebody who's fair weather. But, you know, I was really worried about her being team with Kara was going to bring Kara down. But uh, if anything, it helped raise Marie up, at least in my eyes. And, and you know, I, I really started to like her. And it just seems like she's deteriorating since. I, I like Marie. I do like Marie, even outside of Kara. I do like Marie. But the releasing of the text messages, and she got very defensive of what was going on. It, it, it's really kind of just a sad situation. I, kinda, I really do wish that her and Kara would work things out. But it doesn't really seem like that's going to be the way that things go. And at this, it, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Carver already went on, you know, the other show and said how she felt about it. Uh, it's really sad, but just like we have to let it go, I think Marie also has to let it go. I, I know she felt the need to defend herself today, which is understandable. Uh, you know, you give it a day, uh, you know, it'll all go away. And then, and then from here on out, I think her and Kari are just going to have to go the separate ways. All right. So moving on to our next battle, looks like Shailene and Day decided to. Yeah, that's go- really, really great. But we're running late. Let's go ahead and close this one out. You're- oh wait, 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 really? Huh? <laughs> yeah. You really wanted to Bye. do. You really wanted to do a whole that for me. Oh wow, it, you're a dick. It, it's not really against you, just against the subject matter. No one cares. Oh shit! All right, <laughs> outro. All right, whatever. There you have it, Potsters. Another great episode. Uh, stay tuned in the next few days. We have an interview with Paula Calafiori dropping, and I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. You can listen to that interview on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast for more updates on more cast members, episode recaps, and questions you want to give us. Also, make sure you drop those five stars and give us a great review on how much you love us. Until next episode. Yes, it's just say together. Oh, come on. Hey, at least we, at least we said it at the same time. I like y'all. We're like, bye. Five seconds later, bye. Well, I'm saying it when I do my about facts they're proven like the fact that crude oil contains impurities or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5 percent free of impurities and the fact that pins oil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas not crude oil it gives you unbeatable engine protection 
The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $22 Shell gift card with a Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Purchase. Ends 31421. Terms apply. Details at Pennzoil.com slash oil change offer. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.